This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The World Health Organization has announced it has taken a step toward a global digital health certificate, a network that has its goal to monitor digitally everyone on the planet. The announcement came from the World Health Organization and the European Commission who are copying a scheme that had been developed during the COVID-19 pandemic by the European Union. The plans immediately were labeled Mark of the Beast by those that were watching the development of a worldwide agenda to use citizens, to use on citizens. Privacy experts long have been alarmed by the idea of a system they would set out to monitor literally everyone. Constitutionalists also are concerned about the related idea that the World Health Organization would force all nations to submit to a global plan that would give it control over health decision-making entirely. The World Health Organization, who could shut down a nation's economy, order residents to submit to experimental drugs, or even more. In addition... Worldwide standards and data monitoring imply some sort of enforcement mechanism that would be needed to require compliance. It seems to be a move designed to completely control the populace of the entire planet. And 80 countries are already part of the system. Welcome to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction. Talk that transforms. And today may... For some, feel a little bit overwhelming, but it's necessary for us to talk about these things because we need to understand the dimension of the diabolical efforts that are being carried out, theorized and then carried out in the name of technological advances and in the name of complete health control and the, uh, the betterment of the entire planet. It's all for your good, you know. Complete control is all for your good. As the founder of the World Economic Forum said, ultimately you'll own nothing and be happy about it. Ultimately you'll own nothing and be happy about it. And as if that were not enough, 13 nations have agreed to convert over to less productive green farming methods. The global climate cult is getting ready to kick its war on food into overdrive with these 13 nations. Many of the major cattle and food producing states led by the United States, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, and Spain, signing onto a commitment to place farmers under new restrictions intended to reduce Emissions of methane gas. Now, you recall that about a week ago, we were told that the number one cause or one of the primary causes of uh, carbon dioxide uh, being exiled into or uh, delivered into the atmosphere is human breathing. So that's got to be dealt with, human breathing. How do you deal with that? Well, you reduce the population. You reduce the population dramatically, like Bill Gates wants to do, reduce the population of the planet by two-thirds so that there will be 
fewer people breathing. But then again, you have the methane problem, and that's brought about by animals. Well, also, certain areas of emissions related to all areas of food production. The World Bank, another creation of the post-World War II U.S.-led liberal rules-based order, has been talking a lot lately, along with the United Nations, about a coming famine. The World Bank issued a white paper just, oh, about six months ago, titled Food Security Update, World Bank Response to Rising Food Insecurity. The director of the United Nations World Food Program has also been putting out, starting last September, dire warnings about a coming global famine. So it seems curious that at the very time the globalists are warning about food shortages and famine, their mouthpieces at the World Bank, the United Nations, and within the administrations of the United States and its allies, are talking about converting over to a new and unproven form of what they call sustainable farming that's focused more on reducing methane than it is on producing high yields of food. They say that food systems are responsible for 60% of methane emissions. So, where would we go for some sort of uh, expression of authority in the United States on this? Well, we go to John Kerry, Joe Biden's environmental czar and former candidate for president. Very excited, he says, about taking valuable productive farmland in the United States offline, reducing the size of cattle herds and returning our food production systems over to technocrats and globalists offering vague promises of what they call new technologies. According to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the U.S. is busy trying to mitigate methane emissions, not just in America, but all over the whole world. Stating on its website, quote, the United States provides key leadership, funding, and technical expertise for international methane emission reduction efforts, resulting in more than 1,140 methane mitigation projects. 1,140 methane mitigation projects? Yes. John Kerry goes on to say, mitigating methane is the fastest way to reduce warming in the short term. So he says, we welcome agriculture ministers participating in the implementation of the Global Methane Pledge. Did you get that? The Global Methane Pledge. So the nations signing on to this pledge to transform their farm policies are the United States, Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Burkina Faso, Chile, the Czech Republic, Ecuador, Germany, Panama, Peru, and Spain to save the planet from methane production due to the production of food that people rely upon for their survival. And Bill Gates, as you might expect, is partnering with all the other billionaires to invest in the production of lab-grown meat a process that involves using cancer cells from cows, chickens, and pigs to quickly grow artificial meat. 
We don't need to go further into this because it would turn your stomach. It really would. It would turn your stomach. But today on Viewpoint, we're going to go a little deeper into where this whole enterprise of the new global order is going. I know it sounds an awful lot like uh, conspiracy theory, and back in the 1970s, uh, I would not have touched it with a a 10-foot pole, as many people were talking about it. But we now have more than enough evidence, and we have overwhelming evidence. The words, the programs, the plans, the expectations, and all are scheduled to be completed by 2030, seven years from now. We'll be right back, friends. Right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And today we're seeking to connect many different dots with regard to the various elements of this new globalistic goal for world government. And the interesting thing is that, for the most part, it involves primarily the Western world the resurrected Roman Empire, for the most part. And so there's an understanding that, indeed, those areas of the world are the ones supposedly producing the greatest problem with regard to methane production, and they also happen to be the wealthiest areas of the world, in major sense. And so they have to be controlled. They have to be brought under control. Submission. I want you to think about this word, submission. It's a very important word, and it relates to much of what is taking place uh, in the name of the new globalist emphasis uh, in our world. And all of this is taking place even as we speak here in the Western world. Now, before we go further, let me just... uh, go to a publication that came out by the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy. Now, it's a very lengthy paper, uh, but I only want to read the introduction, the introductory statement, so that we can understand uh, what they're talking about. This is in a major publication uh, that came out in 2021, first published in uh, 2006, then a major revision in 2021, World Government. Here's the title. World Government refers to the idea of all humankind united under one common political authority. Proposals for a unified global political authority have existed since ancient times. In the ambition of kings and popes and emperors and the dreams of poets and philosophers. And recently, some have argued that a world government is already here. 
or a nascent nascent in contemporary conditions of capitalist globalization. There's much debate about whether global institutional developments towards a world state are inevitable or contingent, stable or subject to reversal, and whether unifying economic and political developments are to be desired or feared, justified or illegitimate, actively promoted or resisted. So there you have it. You have the idea that the this whole idea of a global government, a unified, complete global government, to where everybody will conform to exactly the same orders and uh, will have no authority, no power, no sovereignty of universal of uh, independent countries or even of your family. Everybody will march to exactly the same drummer that will have complete sovereign authority over you. Now that sounds an awful lot like electing a human being to be God, doesn't it? Yeah, giving complete sovereignty, authority over everything we say, what we do, what will be considered right behavior, what will be considered wrong behavior, what will be considered righteousness or unrighteousness. In other words, a new God, a human God, one created in our own image. And that's exactly where we're heading. What's fascinating about this is that three popes in a row now, Pope John Paul II, Pope Benedict XVI, and Pope Francis have all called for some form of a new world government, a global government, and a global economy, which would imply a global currency all supposedly for the betterment of humankind. But whatever happened to trust in God? Whatever happened to submitting to God and his word, his will, and his ways? Well, the unfortunate thing is that we don't trust God that far. No, we want to believe in God, but we just don't want to believe him. And that goes from popes to pastors to priests and to pontificating politicians claiming to believe in God but don't so much want to believe him or trust him. And therefore, we are willing to take the monstrous risk, you see, of doing an end run around trying to bring ourselves into a submission to the word, will, and ways of our creator. And so denying him and creating a new God-like government in our own image, putting our full trust and confidence there so that we can more quickly arrive at the intended goal of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That's putting it in a nutshell where all of this is going. Now, the Roman Empire, if you'll recall, was very much like this. It was a global empire, and uh, uh, even the emperor himself became known, Augustus became known as a deity. He not only headed up the, uh, uh, the Roman government, the civil government, but he also headed up the religious aspect of the Roman empire. When 
the Bishop of Rome began to develop power in the, oh, say, late 200 A.D. and then onward to about 400 A.D. All of a sudden, well, it wasn't all of a sudden. It took place over uh, two or three hundred years. But the net process was to shift the power, authority, and practices of the Roman Empire, the secular Roman Empire that governed the then known world, to the Pontifus Maximus, otherwise known as the Pontiff or the Pope, the Bishop of Rome, to control the world. And that's where the belief that the Pope would rule and control the world came from. Now, it's all laid out in many respects in my book, King of the Mountain. The Attorney, Epic, and End Time Battle. And uh, if you don't have the book, I'd urge you to get a copy of it and read it. Read it carefully. It's a $20 book, yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 per postage and handling. Then again, in my book, Antichrist, we cover the subject in a very different way and begin to look at the even greater picture as it is uh, leading toward the counterfeit Christ figure, the Antichrist, the son of perdition, who ultimately humankind on this planet will place in that governing role to do an end run around the Christ of God, Jesus Christ, in order to more quickly establish humankind's impatience to bring peace on earth, goodwill toward men. But what they don't realize is that when you put that confidence in unregenerate human beings that are sinners from the get-go, selfishness and power, perks and position, ultimately rule, and instead of peace and tranquility, it brings horror upon the earth. So the book Antichrist is a $22 book, and that's available to you for $20 on the website, saveus.org. And you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Uh, if you're writing a check, add $5 for postage and handling for one book. And if you're getting two or more books, it would be $5 for the first book and $2 for each successive book. And by the way, that barely covers, barely covers our expense of getting the books to you. We make no money on that. Okay, those things having been made available to you, we press on by connecting further dots with regard to the advance of world government. Let's take a look at the United Nations seeking a digital world brain. Digitization is deemed to be one of the absolute essentials for this new global government. It must take place, and it will take place, before 2030. 
It's well on the road to that taking place before 2030. What is 2030? The date set for the Great Reset, which is a euphemism for the one world government, the resurrected Roman Empire. The very empire that Daniel foretold would be that great power ushering in the counterfeit Christ at the end of the age. So, we take a look here through the efforts of the United Nations and organizations aligned with it. Technology and digitization are converging into a digital world brain. They will end up dominating the planet. That's what was warned by the Swedish academic, Dr. Jacob Nordengard. Uh, he said a lot of this is coming down the pike in the form of the United Nations, our common agenda. Now, Dr. Nordegard has taught at numerous universities in Sweden and written several books exposing this global agenda. So he calls it the convergence of alignment of technology and digitization into a digital world brain. Well, that's not much different than the patent that was filed by Bill Gates. I have in my hands, this goes all the way back to 2020, I have in my hand his patent application. Cryptocurrency system using body activity data. Now, the whole idea of this patent, which some people refer to as Patent 666, because contained in the patent uh, numerical designation are the word number 666. In fact, here is the patent designation. W020. 2006006006 fascinating isn't it so i have as i said in my hands that patent application a cryptocurrency system using humans who have been chipped as the miners now don't ask me to describe all of this mining aspect but this is truly a very dangerous thing. Bill Gates' idea is to combine cryptocurrency, a cryptocurrency system, the digitization of everything, the digitization of all of your medical and uh, personal information, together with all of your financial information, so that a global government would be able to administer all health care and all financial transactions. Now, when I use the word administer, we use that a bit uh, tongue-in-cheek, because administer could mean, well, we're just facilitating it, or... It could mean we're controlling it. Now, there's a lot of difference between facilitating something and controlling it. And they only want to talk about the facilitating aspect because that sells better. It's obviously for your benefit. It's obviously for the health of the world and so on. But the reality is 
it really is being presented and developed as a controlling mechanism so that the entire world's health and wealth will be at the control of certain, shall we say, the popular term to use these days is elites. I don't like to use the term. You won't hear me use it much here unless I'm reading something. But elites, in other words, those that see themselves as being the kingpins of the earth, such as Bill Gates, the billionaires of the world, the John Careys of the world, and some of the politicians of the world who collectively see themselves as, shall we say, the disciples of a coming Antichrist. In other words, they're the ones that carry the message and control the world, which includes you. We'll be there back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcasts live and archived, Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we're taking a look at the developments that are taking place uh, concerning the globalization of our world. And when we're talking about globalization, we're not talking about the interactivity of various countries and businesses and so on to do business around the world. We're talking about control. We're talking about a world government. A world government. Now, in front of me is a picture, a rendering, an architectural rendering of Amazon's planned headquarters building at its Arlington campus right outside our nation's capital. It's an amazing architectural rendering. It's a double helix in shape and structure. It is a rendering to, shall we say, duplicate people's imaginations of what the ancient Tower of Babel was like. It probably is the clearest rendering in any modern, architecturally uh, designed building of the past 50 years comes closest to casting the image of the Tower of Babel in any other building, including the uh, building in Strasbourg, France, that is built, the United Nations building built on the same order of the Tower of Babel, but it doesn't begin to give the impression that Amazon's building gives right in our nation's capital. This is the spirit of global government. Architecturally, financially, 
medically, spiritually, in every way. This article came out from Leo Holman. He said, Every now and then, you come across someone who seems to fully understand the anti-human nature of the globalist agenda being pushed on society today by the United Nations, the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, the Club of Rome, and so on. Imagine the Nazi Third Reich with the power of today's artificial intelligence run by supercomputers. By the way, there's a new supercomputer that has just come out, just been developed, that uh, runs completely differently than any existing computer today. Many, many, many times faster. I can't go into the details because I don't understand it. And you probably wouldn't either. But it's the fact, announced just in the last couple of weeks. Why would such a computer be necessary? Because in order to handle the 8 billion people on this planet with all of their financial transactions, all the business transactions in the world, all the health transactions in the world, and all governed and controlled by a global government, you would have to have a computer system that had that kind of power, wouldn't you? So, as Leo Holman says, imagine the Nazi Third Reich with the power of today's artificial intelligence run by supercomputers. He said, I believe it is what you would ultimately end up with is a rising Fourth Reich positioning itself for total domination of all tribes and tongues. He said, we've seen the anti-Semitism. We've seen it on college campuses where the whole trans movement has been fueled. We've seen the ugly chants being spouted on our city streets. We see it in the world's fastest growing religion, Islam. All these various factions share one thing in common. And what is that one thing? They all demand our submission. Remember that word, friends. World government demands your submission. There are no options anymore. There's no freedom, no freedom of movement, no freedom of religion, no freedom of thought, no freedom of expression, no freedom of association. All are controlled. Submission demanded under the sovereignty of world government. He said, we also saw during the pandemic how the globalists positioned their minions to exert almost full control over every human activity, clamping down on our freedom of movement, telling us where we could and could not meet, how many and for how long. They told us which businesses were essential and which were not. They exerted control over our gathering together to worship. They discouraged the use of cash and controlled our health care decisions. Talk about submission. They wanted us to all have an app on our phones that would identify us as one of their slaves and who is perpetually up to date on our shots and approved for travel and entry into the various public venues. The mantra of the United Nations Agenda 2030 is, quote, no person will be left behind, unquote, by this system. Few people see the whole ugly picture, he said. They cannot connect the dots. 
By the way, that's something that we do here on this program. Hopefully, for your benefit, so that we can understand and not get carried away just by all of the various forms of information out there that become just overwhelming and nobody wants to listen to it anyway. It's overwhelming. We're not here to overwhelm you, but to try to tie the dots together, connect the dots together, so that there is a an understanding of the complete picture that is taking place right in front of our eyes. Why? So that you and I not only can know the facts of what's taking place, but respond to it in the conduct of our lives, morally, spiritually, economically, uh, in, in, in our health care, and so on. All of those factors. Laura Aboli, a citizen of the UK, uh, in response to this emerging spirit of global control demanding mass submission, founded a, a, gr- a group called the United Democratic International Movement for Awareness and Freedom. She said at the Better Way Conference in 2023 in Bath, England, she gave a speech on the transhumanist agenda that seeks to replace Christian civilization and biblical values with an antichrist, anti-human dystopia. Now, I didn't make these words up, friends. These are coming from this woman in England at a conference in 2023, last year. She gave a speech on the transhumanist agenda that is seeking to replace Christian civilization and biblical values, truths, with an anti-Christ, anti-human dystopia. which would include the word utopia. Modern technocracy is, like socialism, a collectivist movement that claims to be working for the greater good of society, while actually working to destroy it. And that's why abortion and the LGBTQ movement are the left's two biggest obsessions right now. Just look at the Democrat Party and what their campaign mechanism is. Hate Trump, pass abortion and transhumanism, uh, trans, uh, transgenderism and homosexuality. That's their agenda. Nothing positive. And they both lead to the death of the human race. So if you don't know who you are, if you already identify as a hybrid between a man and a woman, she said you'll easily be convinced to become a hybrid between human and machine. And in the final test to see whether we will follow the most absurd party line towards our own extinction. That's where it's going. Again, in my book, Antichrist, also in the book, King of the Mountain, I discuss this pattern that's developing. I urge you to get a copy of those books. King of the Mountain, $15. Antichrist, $20. Right there on the website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Also, in the book Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, is an entire chapter dealing with scientific salvation or the scientific Messiah. 
you will hear and see and hear the quotes of the so-called technologists of the time, the leading voices who are telling you and me, all of us, what their intention and goal is. It has nothing whatsoever to do with advancing the cause of Christ or really the betterment of the human race. It has to do with you exceeding the human race. In other words, becoming God yourself. Now, don't think to... It's probably very difficult for us to understand what they're saying. You'd have to read it in the book. Because I quote what they have said. It's pretty dramatic. And they believe it. And that's what they're working toward. And God, the creator, is looking at what they're doing. And maybe he's saying, not so fast, my friends, not so fast. You may just find out that there really is a God still. So when is all that going to come to its culmination? You see, that's the point. When is it going to come to its culmination? Well, it is coming to its culmination. Whether it's 2030 or somewhere uh, near that point, it is coming to a culmination. The leaders of the world have established those dates as their goal. And they're not playing games. That's the reason why, friends, they're going to such super illegal inhuman efforts to keep Donald Trump from running for president because he has stated he is absolutely unmitigatingly opposed to global the new global order and globalism. That's why. That is why, friends. Please understand it. It's the only way to understand the extent to which they are going to fight against that man. Whether or not you would vote for him, that's not the point at this point. That's why they hate him. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. President Harry S. Truman, a Democrat, made this statement. Please listen carefully. Once a government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one way to go, and that's down the path 
of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all its citizens and creates a country where everyone lives in fear. Now amplify that statement to the world. A world where everyone lives in fear. That's the new world order, friends. That is the new global government. Being presented as the utopian solution to all that troubles humankind. The final stage, the ultimate expression of human life on this planet, where humans become their own God, and everything is resolved. No more problems, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. But John Whitehead... A lawyer in Virginia said advances in technology have enabled the government to deploy a veritable arsenal of surveillance weapons in order to expose, disrupt, misdirect, discredit, or otherwise neutralize any perceived threats to its governmental power. In other words, to its absolute authority as a humanized god. Then he goes through a very, very lengthy piece talking about surveillance everywhere. Surveillance cameras mounted on utility poles, traffic lights, businesses, homes, license plate readers, ring doorbells, GPS devices, dash cameras, drones, store security cameras, geofencing and geotracking, Fitbits, Alexa, Internet-connected devices, geofencing dragnets, fusion centers, smart devices, behavioral threat assessments, terror watch lists, facial recognition, snitch-tip lines, biometric scanners, pre-crime DNA databases, data mining, precognitive technology contact tracing apps. What do these all line up to is a world in which, on any given day, the average person will now be monitored, surveilled, spied on, and tracked in more than 20 different ways by both government and corporate eyes and ears. And just consider the expanse of that and its implications in your life. The rest of his article goes on to talk about how far this is going. Flagging your very feelings. Flagging your phone uh, movements. Flagging uh, danger based on your DNA. Flagging you as a danger based upon your face. Facial recognition. Your behavior your spending and consumer activities, your public activities, your social media activities, your use of your car and where it is, your political views, your correspondence. He says, the weaponized surveillance is re-engineering a society strict, uh, structured around the aesthetic of fear. And fear, my friends, has torment. It does. The Bible says so. So, 2024, here is the announcement. This year, the United Nations has announced the summit of the future, in which they intend to go back to the United Nations Charter back in 1945 and bring it up to date or revise it to include the new global consensus on what the future should look like and what we can do 
to secure it. It's announced for this year, the summit of the future. This year, friends, seven years from now is 2030. Dr. Joseph Mercola says that the World Health Organization is taking the next step toward one world government. It fully expects to take the reins on global health baked into the pandemic treaty. We now will have something called One Health, which perfectly dovetails with the Great Reset narrative. The World Health Organization and the European Commission announced the launch of a digital health initiative in which the World Health Organization, WHO, will establish a global COVID-19 vaccination certificate system based upon the European Union's. The vaccine passport system will expand into a global digital health certification network run by the World Health Organization that would include a wide range of digital products to deliver supposedly better health for all. They're upping the budget 20% for the various members of the World Health Organization. Why? Because it is needed because the World Health Organization is being set up as the sole decision maker over public health globally through the proposed pandemic treaty and international health regulation amendments erasing all national sovereignty and human rights. Included with that is the so-called One Health. that dovetails with the Great Reset narrative. It becomes clear that the World Health Organization is being set up as the de facto power center of the one world government that will rule everything. Is anybody listening today? All right. So you say, okay, I've heard that. It sounds terrifying. It sounds troubling. Or I don't know what to think. And I understand all of those reactions. It's happening, friends. You can't deny it. It's happening. You can't put your hand over your face like a two-year-old and say, look, Ma, you can't see me. You can't do that. You can't put your hand up over your face and say, look, God, you can't see me. Because he sees everything. He sees everything. He knows our downsittings and he knows our uprisings. See, now what we're doing is coming back from all of this globalist talk that is seeking to bring every man, woman, and child into submission so that you will have no more choice, no more freedom. You will be nothing but a number, a digital, a digit in the global system. In other words, you won't be worth much. You're dispensable. But from God's perspective, you're not dispensable. God created us in his image. And he went to great efforts to send forth in the fullness of time his only begotten son 
to give us the hope of salvation in contrast to the multiplied efforts of, shall we say, globalistic salvation that have been proposed over the millennia. Whether it's by the Roman Empire, the Grecian Empire, the uh, the Turkish Empire, the Ottoman Empire, uh, the Babylonian Empire, all of these great empires, they all failed. But now, we're looking at the ultimate final effort. The question is, how will you and I respond to God? Will these circumstances, this understanding, bring us, shake us sufficiently to realize the time that we are in, that we're really in that final time that Jesus talked about, that Paul talked about, that Peter talked about, that John talked about, that the book of Revelation talked about, that the prophet Daniel talked about, that all the prophets pointed to. We're in that moment, the latter days of the last days, approaching the day of the Lord, when God pours out his judgment his wrath upon the children of disobedience. Question, where where will you be? Will you be among the children of disobedience? Or will we be among those who are walking in holiness and in righteousness without which no man will see the Lord? That's the reason we're bringing it up. Because all of these things that we're talking about are like a massive parable that is being made available to us to direct our attention if we have ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive and understand and respond to it. The problem is most won't. People will still be churchgoers. They'll still go back and forth just like it was in the days of Noah, eating, drinking, giving, and marriage, and everything's hunky-dory, everything is fine, everything's okay. It didn't happen to me yet, so, oh well, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. No, that should not be the Christian's attitude. The Christian's attitude should be, yes, Jesus talked about these things. Paul did. They've been long in the offing, and now they're right in front of our face. And I get it. I want to walk like a citizen of the kingdom of God. I want to be a true follower of Jesus Christ. I know that my life has not been what it should have been. I profess to be a Christian, but I'm not living much like one. And my children know it. My wife or my husband knows it. Those around me know it. They think I'm a hypocrite, I'm sure. Because in reality, I am. Because I'm not living righteously. In fact, I'm not even sure what it is to live righteously. Like one pastor told me, I don't even know what it means to preach righteousness. What an indictment. Because righteousness alone is the habitation of God's throne. 
So we're protecting to love God. We're basking in the so-called love of a God whose word we don't even believe. Not really. Because if we did, we would obey it. So we're, we're being called now to a level of accountability. We're being confronted with reality that we can't dismiss anymore. We can't play pretend. We have to be serious. And that's why the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter said, come on, sober up. They weren't talking about stop drinking. They were talking about getting serious-minded. Shake yourself. It's time to repent. It's time to prepare the way of the Lord in our lives, in our hearts, with our kids, our grandchildren, pastors, to get far more serious with regard to the sermons and messages that we convey to our congregations and to repent of being so soft-spoken, so pusillanimous. Look that one up at the dictionary. Pusillanimous. It's a good one. You see, even Mickey Mouse now is coming out from its uh, hibernation is protection and being made public, public access. Well, maybe we should bring out God's truth in a way like Mickey Mouse is being brought out. Otherwise, we've just been delivering Mickey Mouse messages to the people. It's unfortunate. It's time to get our act in order. It's time to go before the Lord and seriously, in the quietness of our heart, Ask him to reveal where it is that our life is out of order with his expectations. Because he's not coming back for a bride with spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. That's what he said. You remember that? That's what he said. Get a copy of the book, King of the Mountain, $15. Antichrist, $20. Messiah, $20. All of them right there on our website, saveus.org. You can write to us at Save America Ministries. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. But come on, folks. Let's shake it up and get our act in order. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision 